Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. John Reed, Cody Mack, Cam Black, for the last time this week with the three of us here as we get set to talk sports on this Thursday, February 9th. How are you, Cody? Great, John. Good to be here. Good to be anywhere. Cam uh, is out of here after this. Yep. He's hitting the road to go gone. see some broad. Some broad. What do you What do you got over there? What What is that? Smoothie King. Yeah, I'm just trying to be the epitome. Did of Did you and Charlie today. go together? No, it was just a wacky coincidence. Because <laughs> oh, he had it too, so yeah. I noticed there was. A I guess we're just just two healthy boys. Multiple Smoothie Kings. It is pretty good. They have it is pretty good. Pretty, uh, it's pretty good. I kind of panicked though. This one's good. I don't know. What I wonder I if got, it's but... actually good for you though. Like as much Probably stuff. Probably not. <laughs> like it's got like banana, cocoa, strawberry, milk. I mean, it was... just throwing stuff in there. <laughs> I wonder how good for you it really is, but uh... it may, at least it gives the appearance that you're trying to yeah be healthy or and something. And it's it's good fresh ingredients at least. So better be for that price. That. <laughs> yeah, good to be here. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing, uh, doing okay. Doing okay. Doing okay? Doing all right. Doing all right. Fine. Not dandy. Certainly not dandy today. Not dandy. The not too much to be dandy about. I enjoy the weather, though. Enjoy the well, it feels good outside. Yeah. It's a little windy. Got up to go to the gym at like 8, and when I went outside, the weather felt perfect. And I was like, oh, man, I... Kind of regret bringing a long sleeve kind of sweater to wear after, or like a little thermal to wear after. But then I got out of the gym, and it felt like uh, pretty nice for that too. So I feel like the weather's this is it's nice, perfect. A little sun couldn't hurt, but otherwise perfect. Can We're gonna reach sixty eight. So we got sixty eight today. Yeah, although there is uh, heavy winds today. Yeah, it was windy. Today's windy day. Yeah, very windy. Cam, you good? Yeah, doing good. I tried to be like Cody. Woke up early today. Oh, good. Productive. Uh, how about that? I'm a little tired now. Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea. It's a long day. It makes <laughs> yeah. for a long day. Yeah, you... I don't think I liked that. The um, thing I found is if you get up early and then you still stay up late, it's boy, long day. Yeah, you know. yeah, it is. So, but you know, hat. I was trying. I was trying to be productive. It's pretty productive. He's got a mental vacation hat on. Oh, yeah. It's a nice hat. Thank you, man. I've been doing similar. Not the mental vacation, but waking up pretty early. Not going to bed much earlier, so I'm just kind of squeezing out sleep. But it's been okay. Do you drink all that water every day? Yeah, yeah. the I whole usually, whole I bottle. Go, I usually go through two. How many ounces are they? Like sixty-five, seventy. That's a lot of water. Yeah, I usually drink two of them. You're drinking almost a gallon a day. I think it is a gallon a day, right? Sixty-four times two is that one, is one gallon per day. Yeah, gallon, yeah. I, I think I go through. I think I go through two a day. At least I get to a hundred ounces. How do you think you would feel if you went through the same thing but in milk? Milk? Yeah. Like <laughs> I feel one, very nauseous. I'd one gallon of milk a day. A lot. I'm not a huge milk guy. I'm not either. So I would be unhappy, uncomfortable. We're doing skim. I can't really drink skim. I like 2% to drink. but What other liquid would you choose if you didn't drink a gallon of water a day? What would you try to drink a gallon of? Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. <laughs> Just That'd fill it completely with Kool-Aid. 
nothing, honestly, because everything else I like is sweet and it would hurt my teeth. A gallon of anything is too much. Yeah. Yeah. Water is good, though. I don't know if you could do a whole gallon of... I wonder if I've ever done a gallon of beer in a day. Surely. (laughs) Big old boy like you. How many when ounces? When you did that case well, race or whatever? Ounces. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Never mind. I've done two gallons of beer in a day. Yeah. I was a little confused as to what a gallon was, I guess. 128 ounces. That's basically just a 12-pack. Yeah. 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 Not even. Because 12 times 12 is 144. Minus nice. 12. So quick, then that'd quick be, math. Yeah, it's just like 11 beers. I mean, it's... Breaking That's news for me, Cam. Normal day at the Better uh, day. Here, here you go, Cody. This is for you. The Milwaukee Bucks are acquiring Jay Crowder in a trade with the Brooklyn Nets for five second-round picks, <laughs> which seems completely round. absurd, seem absurd to be trading five second-round picks. But either way, it's NBA trade deadline. We'll keep an eye on any trades, no matter how big or small. Anything that breaks during the show, we will break in with the horn that seems like it's dying. The mm. face, the, the the landscape of the NBA changed last night. Kevin Durant says goodbye to Brooklyn. The Lakers get LeBron some help. And then now we have until what? 3 p.m. Cam? 3 p.m. Eastern? Is that right? Yep. Till the well, trade there deadline. goes my story of the day. Well, the story of the day is what happened to... Uh, the boys in orange last night. Uh, my story of the day was going to be Kevin Durant. I was just going to choose not to talk about our boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if there was more going on, I would agree. But <laughs> we, not, we need not enough yeah, content. We, we we need at least thirty minutes of, of bitching and complaining about this team to to fill some air with time. So we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I heard you uh, played a little trivia last night. Second place. A bird in a tree told me about this. Second place. Clutch. I heard some other guys I know were in second place, and then they botched it. Choke job. And then you ended up in second. I haven't confirmed that they were in second place at the break, so I can't I, I can't corroborate that the, part of the story. That's what they said. I'm not calling them liars. I'm just saying I can't corroborate that. All I know is at the end of the night, I took on the $25 gift card. I believe that they were in second. Boy, was it rough, though, because, you know, the way it goes in trivia, there'll be four rounds at this one, right? And the first two are, you know, first one's super easy, second one's kind of easy. Basically the equivalent of three-pointers usually in trivia when we do it here. And then third and fourth round kind of when it ramps up. Got to the third round, missed the first three questions, over for three. And I was like, oh, my God, this is miserable. <laughs> then year question, what all happened in the same year, nailed it. What was that one? Um... Gas hits $100 a barrel for the first time. Mm. Iron Man comes out. Oh, that uh, was was 08? Yeah. Yeah. So that when did gas hit? It was 08. I mean, it's the same year. Oh, you just got to guess the year. So basically on those, you just got to have one year. And I I can't remember what the third thing was, but I knew the gas and had a pretty good idea about Iron Man. That was when I was driving my big expedition, having to drive to MTSU for college, and <laughs> gas was over four dollars a gallon. So I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember specifically when that was happening. I do remember Traumatic. about that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then reeled off four in a row after that. Got to the final round. Final question was about HBO shows. So really, I what was it? Uh, what 
put five shows in order from like when they first aired. Like the first release yeah. of the show? Yeah, yeah. What were the shows? They were Veep, Oz, Euphoria, Barry, and Westworld. Well, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, but your boys missed that somehow. Did you miss that? You you oh, made no, it. No, I, I it got would it. Right. Go, it would be Oz, Veep, Westworld, Barry, Euphoria. Correct, yeah. I thought it was pretty simple, so. I'm just, I'm, I'm lying. I actually would have missed it because last night Miles told me the question, oh. and I said I didn't know much about Oz, but I did get the other four. I said I would have gone, but actually I didn't. I missed Veep, and I, I mixed up Veep and Westworld. I said Westworld Veep. So you're just a big liar. Very That's all you are. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to flex there, yeah. like yeah, it's pretty. Well, easy. I didn't find I didn't find it to be much of a flex. I thought it was rather elementary. I don't think it's rather elementary for most people. I doubt most people know that much. HBO. No, I mean, yeah, I think if you are a TV guy, then it's rather elementary. I'm a TV guy, so. I need to get better at music. You are the TV guy. I'm not going to say the TV guy. Other people guy, are really TV, like TV guys, yeah. but not really like you. I've never watched Oz, but I remember it. It was basically HBO's first, like, drama. But I remember it when I was, like, it came on in 97. So I remember my brother sometimes watched it. I know it was about prisons and all that. It was kind of before The Sopranos. So, like, I knew it was old. And then... I've watched Veep. I was aware of that. I've watched at least. The I could see Veep and Westworld, where people might confuse which one of those hit first. Maybe. I mean, I, I would, that's I would, what I confuse. I would say most people haven't watched Veep. When I think Veep, I just think like 2014, and for whatever reason, with Westworld, I was thinking 2013. Okay. See, I was Veep. I was thinking like I was. I remember, I remember when it first came out. I was like 20, 2012. So yeah. I could, and then Westworld, I was, Barry and Euphoria was a little tricky, just because, but. Just because like, they were similar times, but yeah, Barry was eighteen. I remember Barry being a little earlier. Barry was eighteen, and Euphoria was nineteen. Barry's a good show. Yeah, I haven't watched the third season yet. It's a great. Show. Is it the fourth season out? Not yet. It's coming. I need to watch the third one. Third one's great. It's a great show. Yeah, I like it. Great show. A lot of good shows out there. A lot of good good shows. That reminds me, I got mad. I'm mad about whoever won best lead. Oh, no, I was confused about Barry being considered maybe just a comedy. It's kind of a comedy, but it's kind of a drama. I don't like how they treat Barry at the Emmys. I oh, think yeah. it's deserving of some Emmys. And I think Bill I Hader. Do. Yeah, I do, too. I think he's deserving of some Emmys. And I don't like they the say that. it's a, a comedy? It's yeah, just a, like, I think it just gets classified as a comedy slash musical, and I think it should be get some run for drama, too. It's, it's, about, it's about assassin. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I know it's yeah. funny, but it's, it's got murder dark. in it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. dark. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, but it's both. Then I nailed a geography-ish question. Ooh, okay. What was it? It was a history geography-ish question. It was just like the War of eighteen twelve ended in what major U.S. city? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got the flex. Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> you know that one. Come yeah, on. yeah, of course. Come on. The you War know, of 1812 ended in what major U.S. city? Yeah, come on. You got that one. It ended? Yeah, like the last big battle was in this major U.S. Battle city. of... We don't have to know what the battle's called. It's just what city. Yorktown. So you think Pennsylvania? Is your guess? 
I, I really don't know much about the War York of 1812. I don't remember much about the War of 1812. Philadelphia? No, no, no. You're way off. It was in, It's against the French, and it was down in the bayou. It was oh, New Orleans? New Orleans, Orleans yeah. yeah. We were fighting the French. In 1814, we took a little trip, but that was 1814. <laughs> yeah, well, Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. Well, the war ended in 1815, so... Oh, okay. So the Battle of New Orleans is yeah. about the. Okay, well, then, uh, yeah, then I know that. Yeah. Just okay. We, pull it out. We've wasted enough time not talking about the yeah. debacle that happened in Nashville. After the break, we'll dive into Tennessee basketball. Stick with us. Okay, let's get to it. Tweeter already writes in, this UT basketball team, we just need to accept Barnes for who he is and enjoy the ride. He'll get us a regular season or SEC tournament championship every now and then, but he's proven he can't use and or develop dot, 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 five-star talent in a productive way, at least not enough to win anything significant in the NCAA tournament. He wins too many games to fire him, so we just have to accept Barnes for who he is and how he performs in a tournament. Maybe he'll be a stepping stone to an elite coach. That's the first tweet we got about it four minutes ago, so he's fired up. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I mean, Vanderbilt at the buzzer beats Tennessee. Tennessee. Pathetic. Oh, no. Tennessee passes up. Julian Phillips passes up uh, a breakaway dunk to essentially end the game, pulls it out to burn a couple seconds of clock. Then your senior Santiago Vescovi, who you know hit some clutch shots for you last night, comes up short on the free throw. Vanderbilt runs to the front court, takes a timeout. You're up two, and somehow, inexplicably, that same senior who missed the free throw somehow leaves a shooter wide open in the corner. The only shot that can beat you, and the guy hits it right at the buzzer. At the time, the, the pass went out there. I was like, there's no way he's getting this off. Game over. And instead, he sunk it right in our face, and Tennessee loses again. Pathetic. Three straight oh, no. bad performances in a row. You're telling me we week. lost to Vanderbilt? We lost to Vanderbilt. Oh, no. Pathetic. Yeah, I did watch. Pathetic in the game. I wish I hadn't watched. Actually, it was a good game. Horn, horn me, Cam. It's a good game. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers make another trade as they Four. sell. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, my God. Another great tweet was, what if Kareem would have ripped off his shirt and, and had, had a Thunder yeah, jersey? Came out and got it. a couple buckets to get the lead back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Lakers are trading Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets. Any relation to Kobe? Nope, but he's trading for David Reed, who is related to me. <laughs> yeah. And picks as they try to open up some minutes for the guys they uh, recently acquired. But okay. back to Rick Barnes. Yeah, you lost to Vanderbilt. Three straight bad performances. In a row, your three SEC losses are to your three rivals, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and Florida. It's not been a good stretch here. It is not. I remember watching the game against Texas and thinking, wow, this looks like a really good team. We're really hitting all our strides right now. You know, things are going really well. 18-3. and three. And then uh, since then, ooh, boy. Almost two weeks of uh, horrible play. We are a bad road basketball team. I, you know, I pointed out the Mississippi games. You kind of survived both of those bad performances. 
we're not good on the road. You think that's what it is? I, I mean, I, I think. I mean, I'm not saying that's the only reason we're losing, but like this team seems like it is not very good on the road. They haven't had any good road performances outside of the LSU game. You know, that, that one they kind of controlled from the jump. Out, outside of that, they've been pretty crummy on the road. Well, how were we on the road last year? I mean, we were better, weren't we, down the stretch? I mean, I don't know who we played on the road down the stretch except Arkansas, and we lost to them. That was a weirdly officiated game. Sure, sure, that but that's the only those. road game that stands out to me from last year. Do we go to A&M maybe as well? I, I um, no, because we go there this year. Okay. I don't know like who it I'll was take down a look. the stretch. I got it pulled up. We went to uh, – down the stretch, we went to Arkansas lost – uh, at Missouri, one at Georgia, one. Those were our only road games. How were the games though? Were they tight or Arkansas game was sort of tight? We blew out Missouri. We b- beat Georgia by seven. I guess going before that, we beat Mississippi State by nine. South Carolina by thirty, twenty-four. <laughs> South Carolina is so bad. Yeah, lost to Texas by one on the road. So like, we were better on the road. It looks like. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like I think we're terrible on the road this year. Like, I'm holding out hope that, like, at home we're still going to be good. Like, I still think Tennessee – I said it last night, and I truly feel this way. Like, we can beat anybody in the country. We can also lose to a bunch of teams if we don't play well. Like, we're not invincible, obviously, as we've seen. But I'm not ready to say, like, this team can't still have a high ceiling. Like, I, I do still think – and quite frankly, I think when Alabama comes to town next week, I do still think Tennessee is going to beat them because I think home court basketball matters in Tennessee. I still think we'll win that game. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this program. It's fine establishment. College basketball is the number one sport affected by home and away. Yep. The the numbers all say uh, – some study they did. I don't know. Yep. I don't remember when it was. But we talked about it on the show like three years ago. It uh, College basketball – has uh, home or away has the biggest effect on college basketball next to like college football I think yeah and then um, baseball professional baseball is last on that doesn't really matter if you play home or away was college it basketball or I couldn't remember which one was actually I want I think it was MLB okay thank goodness we're hockey at home. hockey maybe was we'll also score forty seven against Alabama I think we're still going to beat Alabama. Now, maybe I'm going to come out feeling like an idiot, but also I don't think beating Alabama at home fixes your season by any means. Like, you know, I am I just think this team is good at home. I'm hoping that they're still good at a neutral site. They lost to Colorado, but then they went out and, you know, won a bunch of games in, in the Bahamas and beat down Kansas. And it does, It's a little worrisome that that was all the way back in November. Sure, sure. And That's now, why I'm holding out hope that we're still good on a neutral site. Well, now, though, it's like – what has changed? Has everybody else gotten better and we haven't? No, I just think that we you just are. Think it's playing on the road. I just think it's college basketball, and I mean there, there are things, and, and you know the, the team maybe they were overachieving early in the year. Maybe Kansas isn't very good. Like maybe that USC team isn't very good. Maybe Maryland's not good. Like who knows? Maybe you just had a you know a couple of good shooting nights, or you know at least a couple. They had they had some bad shooting nights. I don't know. Why we looked better earlier in the year than we look now, I just know that this team has some flaws and, like, we don't have a lead dog. There's no doubt that we benefited from an easier schedule, the first half of the conference schedule. Oh, yeah, for sure. But with that said, I mean, it's not like Florida and Vanderbilt are top of the league, you no, know? No. Uh, we, I, I like to think we're better than mid 
in the SEC. I still think we're good. I still think we're the second best team in the SEC. I still think we're going to finish second in the SEC. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe this all you know just blows up in my face for you know somewhat believing in this team. And that's not for me to say that this team doesn't have worse. And that's not for me to say that like Rick Barnes isn't doing a bad job coaching this team. Now, I don't think that Julian Phillips not dunking the basketball is his fault, or Santiago Vescovi not making a free throw is his fault. But like, I think that's coaching, situational awareness. Coaches, I think that's part of coaching is is giving you teaching your players stuff like what to do in that kind of situation. Well, the the thing I've seen more so about that is like basically it's like almost like a Pavlov kind of deal. Like the guys don't have the confidence to take shots like sure. that because the way they're coached and the way Fair they're enough. taught before that. Like Barnes has basically got them timid. That's what some people are saying, and and I can kind of see that honestly. Well, I think there are a couple of things like. Julian Phillips, being a freshman, tried to make the unselfish basketball play and dribble out clock, which in a lot of situations will tell you to do that. Like, you know, bring it out if it's somewhat contested, but you never turn down a wide open dunk. Like, you go and you you, you, you dunk it or you get fouled shooting well, it and you get free throws. I wonder but like, Vescovy missing a free throw has nothing to do with mentality of what Barnes has put on. It's just no, he no, missed no. a free throw. No, I'm talking more so Phillips and Zakai because before before Phillips had the open dunk opportunity, Zakai basically had a shot on the goal that he could have gone for. Yeah. And he pulled it back out. Well, he's also really, really short, so I'd rather him not try to go to the rim and get well, contested there. I wonder, though, if Phillips was responding in some way to what he did. And I like, would say yes. Like, okay, maybe yeah. that's – what we should do here, but yeah. I mean, man, you did have it, losing the game really hurts when you know that you had it wrapped up. I mean, for as bad as what Phillips did was, you couldn't inbound it against Vanderbilt. <laughs> for, for as bad as that well, was, well, you had to inbound it like five times because you had yeah. one foul called. Yeah, for as bad as that was, make your free throws. Like, yeah, it's that simple. Yeah, and every, Barnes every, after the game says in the huddle he told his defense like don't give up a three, so like he's. He's trying to say, hey, it's not my fault. I told them not to leave the shooters, which I would imagine he did tell them that. I don't know what the hell Santiago was doing there. You could say, like, hey, the players have to know better. But, like, if you tell somebody to do something, they don't do it. I don't know. I don't know, like, what Barnes was supposed to do there. Now, on the other hand, like, Julian Phillips is just another notch in the belt of Rick Barnes's five-star Talent that is underachieving here with Tennessee. Like I, I pointed out years ago, in terms of uh, in terms of Keon and Springer, neither guy got better here no, at Tennessee. He, no, he never. He didn't play him half the time. Yeah, I mean they brought <laughs> off the bench to start the year. Yeah, but like you know. neither guy got better. Neither guy improved their life. You know their 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 um, stock in the NBA. They didn't make any extra money by coming here. Kenny Chandler, same thing. Yeah, and you could say, "Well, Kenny Chandler, short." Yeah, that's fine. He was still the same size whenever people projected him as a as a lottery pick, or you know, at least a, a mid twenties pick in the NBA draft before he came to Tennessee. Julian Phillips came into this year as a I want to say as a late lottery mm-hmm. pick, somewhere between fourteen to you know eighteen, give or take a couple spots in terms of the lottery. But like now, he's not even like on any draft boards. He's played his way back into school. Maybe at Tennessee, maybe at not. Who knows? But, like, he's played himself back at school. And, you know, it's just, like I said, another notch in the old well, belt. Like, and I do have questions, and I've had questions my entire time covering this basketball team of Rick Barnes developing players. 
People pointed to Grant Williams, three-star, Admiral, three-star. Maybe those guys were just special is the question I asked. Like, maybe those guys just had the dog in them. Maybe they could just take Rick Barnes completely tearing them down and putting them down. It doesn't seem like many players since then have been able to really handle it and really take it. But Grant and Admiral could. I think you can tell Grant's special, too, because even when he made the jump to the NBA, he was able to adjust and fit in with what they wanted from him. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly a a mature individual that's really smart, right? Like, he was going to go to Harvard to play basketball. Like, he he has high emotional intelligence as well as just intelligence. But I think the emotional intelligence is really important, too, because, again, I think – what we have seen is Rick Barnes tear these people down. So you say they lose lack confidence and get timid. I think you're exactly right, Cody. And I think it's like because of how tough Barnes well, is that coaching. Seems like not a good coaching style. Well, not everyone <laughs> can take it. Like Admiral and Grant could, but keep in mind Admiral's dad was in the Navy, so like he's used oh, to like yeah. the militaristic training. Like Admiral grew up with that, so he responded yeah. well to it. They were leaders though, and we've been looking for leadership since then. So do you think there are players that have spite for Barnes, <laughs> like? That that really just don't like playing for him, or or I mean, all you kind of gotta see to answer that is like just check Lamonte Turner's Twitter and like after yeah. games whenever he's <laughs> well, talking yeah. about how Barnes blames everybody but himself, and like Admiral's yeah. pointed that out a couple times too. Like, I don't know if I'm not, I'm not gonna say that any current players have resentment towards him, but like, not everyone likes the the hard loving, well, yeah, the tough loving. I, I I understand that. I mean. I don't think you can treat every player the same way as a coach. You got to know, you got to know how to coach different players. One hundred percent. Like I read Phil Jackson's book, not to brag. I'm a reader, and he talked about like basically on those early bull teams that won championships when he first got there. He's like, I got to pick one guy out that I can ride. He's like, I'm gonna make this guy the example, and I'm gonna yell at Horace Grant all the time, and I am going to tear him down. And every time we mess up, it's going to be Horace Grant's fault because Horace could take it, and then I'll be nice to everyone else. But basically, like he used Horace Grant as the whipping boy whenever he needed to explode. You got to have somebody to make an example out of. But then you couldn't do that with everybody, though. Like he had to have somebody to show some fire to, but he had to, you know, direct it towards him, but then give love into everybody else and figure out how to do the whole Zen thing with them. Mm-hmm. But when it came time to explode, it was like Horace, you're soft, man up. Which, well, it did lead to Horace Grant leaving in free agency to go play with the uh, the Magic, but you know they won some championships. You could definitely say that after last night, had it just gone the other way, had you just won the game, everybody would be talking today more so about okay, we survived. Now let's move on to Missouri. One hundred percent. And this wouldn't be as big of a conversation. And really, it just came down to that one play. Phillips could have dunked it, and it would have been over. But now it's part of an an overarching conversation that really some people have been having anyway because of the way the team played last week. But but now this is what happens is it just it piles on because now you start to lose games. When you win, it doesn't really matter. But then you start losing and it's a problem. Well, that's what I said after the Florida loss was okay, sucks, mad, one seed, you know, in shambles, blah blah blah. But what I said was you can't let it snowball. Yeah, And then yeah. against Auburn, it looks like we kind of let it snowball. You did win, so you avoided disaster, but you're clearly still in a slump, and then you have another loss on your on your resume at Vanderbilt. Like, goodbye one seed. That's done. At this time, you're hoping Conference and praying. Conference title's done. One yeah. seed's done. Yeah, yeah. You could, you're hoping and praying you could yeah. stay on the three line at least and, like, maybe only, compete for a two. <clears throat> yeah, your only hope now is, you know, you could try to win the conference tournament. Sure. 
I mean, if you want a conference title, but you ain't winning the regular season. Correct. <laughs> that's, that's done. Correct. I am I, – I, I feel like no one on this team gets better. No. Like I said, I think Grant Admiral were special. I think that Pons and Kumwa are two players who have really improved at Tennessee. I think both of them got better by playing for their countries in the summer and doing, like, the international is basketball. There so, is there something to the fact that, like – it's usually guards that don't get better and bigger guys get better? No, because Jonas Adu ain't got no better. Urosh has gotten, I mean, a hair better, but to go from terrible to not, I mean, to go from terrible to slightly less terrible isn't really much of an improvement. But well, Jonas but, I, Jonas looked like he was going to be a great big man here at Tennessee, and, like, he looked scared to do anything out there. Like, he, he played 11 minutes, he had one little free-throw line jumper, but outside of that, he was a complete non-factor. I'm just saying, when you when you say Pons, Kumwa, Grant, Admiral, four relatively similar body types, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they've all gotten better, but then I can't think of a single guard who's gotten better. I don't know if I would consider it getting better or what, but, like, I think Kenny Chandler had some dog in him. Like, I think he got, yeah. like, but he, but if you remember before he went on the run, like, the, the turning point of the season was him getting benched against Texas because he was so far in his head that he was a shell of himself. And then something finally clicked where he said, you know what, I am that guy, I am him, and I'm going to do my thing, and I'm going to show I'm a five-star. And then, like, he gained confidence. And I know he lost to Michigan, but, like, he was the best player on the court against Michigan from either team. Like, he was getting wherever he wanted, and – he missed his last couple shots, sure, but like there was a time where I was in the stands screaming they can't guard him because they couldn't. So like I don't know if you consider that him getting better or just snapping out of the funk, whatever funk Barnes puts on these guys, but like I'll say he was a guard who I thought didn't fail, at least. I've tried my best this season not to blame things on Barnes. Me too. Because Me too. You know, and last night, look, like I said, had he just made the dunk, nobody would be talking about it today. But we, he didn't, and we lost. And so everybody's got questions now. And at a certain point, when you look at the last three games, it, you have to question the coaching and what impact that has had on the performances. Because it's got some impact. I'm not going to say last night was necessarily Barnes' fault, but he's got a, he's got quite a big role in it. I think it's fair to question the coaching of the program. I don't think there was anything last night that I really looked at from the Vanderbilt game and said, oh, schematically this was wrong. Right. I think that's kind of what you're saying, too. Is like it's Yeah, like to- I don't necessarily blame Barnes for that particular loss, but because it's another loss Correct. in the grand scheme of the season, that that's when you question Barnes. We really, really, really needed another guard who could handle the ball. I felt that way in the offseason. I said I didn't know if Zakai was that guy. I like Zakai kind of as the energy guy off the bench. I do not want him beating your lead point guard. Like, I think he needed Kenny Chandler last year, right, like to, to kind of handle that load. I know at times Zakai's looked really, really good, but there's also a lot of nights where he doesn't look really, really good, and he looks outmatched, and he's not big enough to get in the lane. And, like, maybe, Cam, I did find myself thinking maybe – and I'm not acting like this team is great by any means, but maybe I'm spoiled by watching Trey Young because if I see Zakai miss a lob dunk pass again, like I'm going to pull oh, yeah. the hair yeah. out of my head, no, the hair off my chest. I'm going to rip the hair off my chest because I'm your chin, yeah, maybe. I'm so tired of watching him throw bad lob passes. And like maybe I take Trey Young for granted because like his oh, like lob trying pass, to do an oop, yeah, yeah, he, he can't oh, yeah. throw an oop to save his life. It's terrible. 
Like the the ones he does <laughs> converge because Kumwa has to save him. But like, yeah, yeah like the one last night he got the one hit. That yeah, man was terrible. fighting for his life to get to that ball. Well, that was what after is, he had thrown two bad ones yeah. right before and that. I tell you something else. The last three games, I have seen some shots that are just like. What in the hell? I mean, like, Zakai can't hit anything the last four Air years. balls, just balls just banging off the front of the rim, just horrible shots. I don't want to throw it all in Zakai because, like I said, I think he's just overmatched. I don't think he's supposed to be – Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be your scrappy energy changer. He's supposed to be your bench guy. He's supposed to be, like, your fourth or fifth best option on offense. He's supposed to be, like, your glue guy. At times, this team's asking him to be the, the main distributor and sometimes scorer, and he's not built for that. And that's no, like, flame. So if you want to, like, talk about Barnes and roster construction, I'll listen to that. But, like, we need another guard. Yeah, we de- we desperately need somebody that can score the ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're just – everybody can talk about how the defense is, you know, best defense since the 96 Bulls. I mean, the Ken Palm still got us number three or whatever. That is all nice. Breaking news, uh, Ken but, Palm has us down to number four. You don't have oh, to actually okay. farm that. Oh, I thought you were going to do another NBA trade. No, he's got us number four. Okay. It was, it was I mean – pretty tragic when we're uh, – Everybody's been talking about the metrics and the numbers and all that's fine and dandy when you're playing well. But then when you watch the product on the court the last three oh, games. Oh, the eye test is nowhere close. To the me. last three games, man, it's hard to believe. I know. I, I mean, I still am confident in the, the way we play defense, obviously. We gave up a few more points last night. But the problem is the defense shouldn't have to hold a team under 50 for you to win. Actually, no. you hit the horn. We do have a horn. We do. Have, we do. <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers are finalizing a deal. To send Matisse Thibel to the Portland Trailblazers. Speaking of guys who just play defense and can't score at all, Matisse Thibel. Yeah. That's him. That's all he could do is play defense, and he cannot score at all. He's going to Portland, huh? He's headed to Portland. Well, really I've never s- heard of him at all. I don't even know who he is. He's a guy who cannot score at all. He plays no if offense. If you asked me who Matisse Thibel is. Soccer player. Yeah, maybe I would have said soccer player. I don't know. Sixers are also getting uh, Jalen McDaniels in that deal. Okay. I didn't see that part, but gotcha. The Lakers got three second-round picks for Thomas Bryant. What the hell are all these second-round picks? I... Anyways. What if Thomas Bryant is the new Thomas Brady mixed with Kobe Bryant? Oh, wow. Could be the biggest star ever the world's ever seen. You know, I think that – I think that move's pretty good for the Nuggets. Like, they needed a, a guy who could give them some minutes when, when Jokic was off the court. Yeah. And they can't rely on – like, their plan was to rely on DeAndre Jordan as their backup center. You can't do that in the playoffs. So, I do think that's a pretty nice move around the edges that no one's going to pay attention to at all for the Nuggets. But I think that's uh, – he'll give them some minutes in the playoffs and probably come up pretty big for them. For sure. It's going to suck, though, you know. Be a four seed and lose to a thirteen seed first round this year. Not excited. A four for that. seed. Not excited for that. Four See now, on the table. you know you it's, talk about. You can't the, beat Vanderbilt. You're going to lose another game. Well, you're going to lose another. This game. is the problem. Now you talked about the snowballing effect. Yeah. Now you got everybody saying, looking down the stretch here, they're like, Ah, Missouri's a loss. Kentucky's a loss. Alabama's a loss. Got to go to Auburn still. Got to go to A and M. The rest of the schedule. <laughs> Arkansas at home. Other than South Carolina. Arkansas is getting Nick Smith back, too, apparently. Yeah, I'm a little worried was, about that. I thought them. he was shutting, that, shutting it down. He is not. Yeah. Other than South Carolina at home, it is a pretty rough stretch run. 
I had a, a friend of mine last night said, hell, y'all are going to lose seven of your last eight. I said, we are not. We are not going <laughs> to lose possible. or five of seven or something. I said, that surely to God, we won't lose five of seven. It's possible. I you, said it last night as I looked at the schedule, and I'm going to say it again. I feel the same way today. I think we're going to reel off six straight wins. Oh, boy. I know. Oh, way. boy. I think we're reeling oh, off six boy. straight wins. I love your optimism. Ain't no way. <laughs> I think we're rolling off six straight wins. I think we need a reset. I think we're going to beat Missouri. I think we're going to beat Alabama. And then I think we're going to win on the road did at Kentucky. Did you see that Alabama did the floor the last night? You yeah. think we're going to win the rest of our games? I think, I think we might lose at Auburn. Oh, we might lose at Auburn? Okay. Yeah. We have seven games left. I, I, so, not, so I wasn't willing Missouri, to say we're going to win out. I think we're winning six in a Missouri, row. Missouri, Bama. Luckily, thank God, we're coming back home. So we've got a chance to get a couple of home games done. Like, beat Missouri, beat Alabama, you get a little confidence back, right? Yep. Going to Rupp is going to be key. And then and then how does it shake at out? At A&M, home South Carolina, home Arkansas, at Auburn. I don't view the Kentucky game, and A&M as scary. I mean, I know Kentucky beat us. I understand that. but I, The fact that we lost at Florida and at Vandy, though, makes yeah. it like those are going to be toss-up type games. I understand that. And, I, and I'm not going to argue with people that tell me I'm stupid about that. But I – I would say, and maybe six in a row, but I would put on the board that we go at least six and one. Like, I think we win six of our last seven. So, maybe not six in a row and lose to Auburn, but, like, we we, we win six of our last seven. Oh, man. That's what I, that's what I think. And I All could right, be I'll put that on the board that we don't. Now we got it. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to go against. <laughs> we needed Cody's board bet juju going in Tennessee basketball's favor. I don't want to go against our boys, but if he's saying we'll go six and one down the stretch, I'll gladly okay. I'll gladly accept being wrong if we do that. So maybe, I'm going to say we go five and two. Maybe this blows up and maybe I look stupid. but or worse than I, six and one. I think. I think this is going to be a rock bottom moment, and I, I hope that – we're gonna go four and four. I hope that the uh, we're gonna go four and four and seven. We're gonna games, lose yeah. every road game. All right. I, I thought we're gonna go. Four They're gonna and four throw us seven seven games. Throw us an extra L. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we lose our first game in the SEC tournament. I guess uh, we're gonna go four and four and seven games. You heard it here first. I can't count. I hope you're right. I'm do- I what, do too. What is that thing that you say that you hate the most from a sports? If uh, Happy uh, to be wrong, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proof. Happy proof. to be wrong. Well, that's me right now. I'm be negative, I've, negative, negative. But I'll be happy if they prove me wrong. That's gonna be me now, because if it's on the board, I just I think six and one might be unlikely. I think you're playing the odds. Point. I mean, uh, you're you're playing the uh, the percentages. And but I hope I'm wrong. I'm I certainly hope I'm wrong. I will say you're not like strongly saying I'm wrong, and you're not strongly. No, saying No, I just need a board bet win. Yeah, I'm locking in three and four. <laughs> that's pretty negative. Three and four. We're going to lose every road game in Alabama. Three and four. We're not going to be able to score with Alabama. We scored 54 against Florida. They put 52 I, on them in the first half. I, I hear you. Man, that Alabama you. game. Uh, when, when, I hear you. When, you. when you look at the fact that Alabama beat that same team last week by 57 points. And Florida. I mean, they, they, they had beaten <laughs> Vanderbilt and Florida. What was like the Florida drums. score last night? 97 to 69. They, God. That was at Alabama. Both though. of those games were at Alabama. Yeah. Both of those games were at Alabama. <laughs> Not that they wouldn't have won on the road, but it would have been they different. Got, the last time they played somebody with a pulse on the road, they lost 93-69 to 69 Pe- to Oklahoma. People do underestimate going on the road in college basketball. Yeah. It, it It's hard to do. It's hard it for is. even good. Now, I will say, though, really, really good teams, 
do win on the yeah, road. It doesn't matter. And if like, you're a good team, you're go, you'll go win against a Vanderbilt on the well, road. Well, and like the whole discussion with Grant and Admiral's yeah, team, they won on the road. You know. Yeah, they. But I hear you. But we talked about how they need a hook and hold to beat a terrible Vanderbilt team on the at Vanderbilt. Like, yeah, there, there's going to be some battles. Yeah, but but this team like, hasn't been winning on the road. I know, but you know, dump the damn basketball. Yeah, make I, two free I, throws, Vespi. Yeah, like, and then you're like, well, this. Then all of a sudden, all it's I like, could think about was it, it, Jimmy Dykes. Santiago Vescovi, he wasn't even calling the game, but all I could think about was that, you, you know, know Santiago Vescovi, he just doesn't miss in the last four minutes of the game. If he's got to shoot a free throw, he won't miss it. Last four minutes of the game, he's never missed. Well, that's all I can think about. You know who won at the road at Vanderbilt? South Carolina. Nah. South Carolina did not, it. Not a rivalry game. <sighs> not a rivalry game. I'll say, though, Kentucky you know. Kentucky did it. Vandy's, we were one, we were one did dunk it. or two free throws away from the narrative being this team's gritty and knows how to win close I games. Know. I, I know. That's, that. that's the, the bad. That's what sucks about it. But I will say, though, Vandy's. Grambling State I, I, won at Vanderbilt. I don't want to be an apologist, but Vandy's a pesky team. They, they played us tough here, too, for the first half. and They did. Game, they're pesky. And that big white, that he, he's got, what, four games? He's blocked six shots? I mean, Memphis he was good last Vandy. night. So they played well. Vandy. It's hard not to sound like an apologist, but see you won it, Vandy. Not a rivalry game. Not I just, game. I just keep thinking back to. I know I don't like the way it's trending. Okay, but, I hear you. But I, I keep I thinking back to last year, and again, I compare the records. If you looked through twenty-four games last year, what were we? Uh, I don't know, eighteen and six or. Yeah, I don't know. Is yeah, probably. I, I don't. Oh, even... you don't know for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I just I know through twenty games we were fourteen. Yeah, and six, I was gonna say so... eventually you're gonna quit do... being able to gonna... quit doing yeah, this. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I think that let me see what the record was. I think that there's still time. We and were eighteen still and hope. six. We beat Vanderbilt by yeah, nine to get to eighteen. We're and six. a game better this year. Like, look at the stretch last year when we lost at Alabama at LSU. At Kentucky, we got 107 hung on us. You know how down people were then? Granted, uh, those were all good teams we lost to. Here's the here's the recipe. You beat Missouri, you pack the house, and if you beat Alabama, everything is forgiven. <sighs> no, I mean, not, not saying that people aren't going to have their questions about March, but I'm saying, you know, you, you say, okay, let's get hot. Let's go on a stretch run. Not that you forgive losing to Vanderbilt in Florida. And, yeah, I know the one seed's gone and all that. But, like. But you need a good win. Yeah, you start playing better and people will start feeling good. That's really what it comes down to. Start playing better. Yeah, just go play just better. Play better. Play better. Like, score. Score more. You learn how to score the basketball. Go score. It's really just, it might just be scoring. I don't know because the people, like, I talk to during the games, their vibes were so high, like, the first 10 minutes, even though we were, like, tied. But it was like we 20 to points. 20. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is 20 to 20. Like, we're still not oh, winning. Yeah. But yeah, like, everyone was so much happier. We're playing. But I was like, we're not. We're we were tied. scoring, though. We were we scoring were, the basketball. We were scoring it was basketball. an exciting game. Yeah. Just really wanted to win it. We matched our Auburn first half of like 10 minutes into the game. And, and then, then we like, quit we're fixed. Yeah, then, well, then we quit scoring for a while in the first half, too. But if you need to wipe away those memories, drink a whole 12-pack of White Claw Hard Seltzer. Pick up a variety pack. <laughs> eh, responsibly or not. <laughs> On this occasion, just sit at home. Barnes will give you carefully. a ride home. He owes you. Might pick you up some of that free food he got. Too, Barnes so. is eating yeah. free breakfast somewhere. Yeah. Cam, send us a break. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio.
problem with Barnes finding Stackhouse after the game to congratulate him? I thought that was a nice yeah. gesture of him to go give Stackhouse a hug and tell him he was proud of him. Don't support your enemies. Well, um, why did he do that? They have a relationship. Yeah, back from when Stackhouse played in the ACC whenever he coached at, coached at uh, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, He coached Stackhouse? Or? No, no, coached against him. Stackhouse okay. went to North Carolina. Okay, that's they a long time battles. ago. Yeah, yeah, but they've yeah. had a relationship since then. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. Coaches, coaches stuff. They uh, Barnes has helped Stackhouse and Calipari get some heat off of them for a little bit. So, like Stackhouse, the fans looked happy storming the court, and oh yeah, yeah it's big for them. Yeah, it was an eleven game streak they broke, and yeah. uh, I, I knew we were going to lose when they kept showing that streak, like at the end. On the broadcast, it just kept saying, hey, you know, Tennessee's not lost to them in six years. I just knew. And then they kept showing the thing about how we were 1-4 in Memorial Gym when we're in the top ten. It's like, okay, yeah, we're taking a loss here. 1-5 mm-hmm. now. Vandy, uh, when, when a top ten Tennessee team comes in there, Vandy finds a way to get it done. So, Pathetic. that's good Good for them, you know. I mean, hell, it's just sports. <laughs> College basketball, you know, at least those kids get to be happy today. I mean, how does it really affect us anyway, you know? They don't have a lot to cheer for, you know, other than just becoming CEOs of corporations and, and dominating America after college. Uh, but other than that, embarrassing. What a terrible week of basketball. You know, everyone just keeps saying that the regular, you know, regular season doesn't matter. So it's <laughs> yeah, just that's win, true. It's just win it's the just, tournament games. We're going to be in the tournament. I mean, I lose. think so. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Thirteen seed. Yeah, we'll be in the tournament. <laughs> I mean, sometimes negative just over. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, it is. I mean, we're nineteen and five. Even if we went one, one two, three, four, year. five, six, seven. Uh, if we went 19 and 12, we probably wouldn't be in the tournament. We need to win a couple in. Uh, I think if we went 19 and 12, we'd get in. I think so. Yeah. Well, that would mean losing all the rest of the games. Yeah, I think our. West you think West we could lose seven in a row? <laughs> I don't know. If we lost seven in a row, I, I think we would need to win a, a game or two in the SEC tournament. <laughs> Michigan was, what, 19 and 15 last year when they got in? Yeah, but they got the respect of being in a good conference. Yeah. <laughs> And we lose to the teams that stink. And you, you and you through. forget if we lose seven in a row, we're, that's going to include a uh, home loss to South Carolina. On that's the only one, 25th. though. That's the, that's the only one that would be bad. You yeah. just told, told me how good the schedule was. Yeah, most of those should be quad one losses. <laughs> so, and really, really, that Auburn game Saturday was a loss. Really, this is a three-game skid. I mean, feels like it, you know. I mean, luckily we got the win against Auburn, but that felt like a loss. That was a loss. So really it feels like we've lost three straight. Loss of hope. That's how it feels. Yeah, this has been just an awful week of basketball. The people that want to be bad at this basketball team have a lot of reasons to right now and a lot of ammunition. And a lot of years of data. Yep. I mean, it's I, – I don't even – to be honest with you – there's nothing about Rick Barnes that's really special in my heart. So I would be fine with uh, firing him and trying to find somebody else. Coaching I just don't know. I just don't know who we would get, you know. It would be kind of exciting though, wouldn't it, to go uh 
of course, I'm not advocating for this at this point. We're 19 and 5. But if things continue to spiral, wouldn't you trust Danny White to go get you somebody good? Maybe go get Nate Oates? Boy, that would be nice, wouldn't it? If he got Nate Oates from Alabama, wouldn't that sting for Alabama? That'd be the worst loss they've taken to Tennessee since October. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. When you watch the way they play, it does kind of make you, hey, you know, Danny White hired the guy. They've got a relationship. How much can a guy really like living in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? I mean, we got mountains here. He's got a contract extension this offseason, like, like last weekend. Yeah, contracts are made to be broken. You better be careful because you're setting your sights for Nate Oates, but there's a there's a guy that Danny White has a tie, has some pretty good ties to who's a coach in the SEC that's shown that he's willing to change jobs for a better opportunity. Donnie Tyndall. Who? His brother, Mike White. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. They're pretty close. That would be pretty gross. They got ties. Did Georgia win at Vanderbilt? Oh, yeah, that is his brother. Yeah. yeah I forgot. He's, yeah. yeah, They have ties. And he, he, just, he just showed he's willing to jump jobs. Ugh. He just left Florida to go to Georgia. So, uh, Danny. So, you better be careful what you wish for. Danny wouldn't hire his brother, would yeah, he? Yeah, just like he wouldn't hire the coach he had at Central Florida because there's no way because the optics he would just bring that guy with him. And now he's been emboldened by being right about Josh Heupel. So. Uh, there is pretty good precedent set there for Danny to hire Brother Mike. I don't think he'd hire his brother. What about that guy everybody always talks about who's doing good? at? Uh, he used to be at ETSU. Um, Forbes. Steve Forbes, yeah. yeah. Where's he at now? He's at Wake Forest. Is he doing good? Like not like beating the world, like not setting the world on fire, but they're, they're good. I guess Ooh. that would be at the top of the list probably for a lot of I, people. Yeah, but I don't. I find it hard to believe they would go back to the Pearl era. Because he's a Tennessee guy, right? That's yeah, why he's, people he's the first Pearl guy. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. Is what it. Georgia did put 82 on Vanderbilt. It's probably a premature conversation. I mean, you know, this is just one little three-game skid here. That, But, boy, if it spirals out of control, it's it's going to ramp up. I mean, the the heat is going to – it's going to get hotter. So, I, I hope we get it together. And Barnes – figures it out and and you know the 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 worst news for this fan base and for Barnes not that Barnes maybe even cares but like the 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 problem now is the regular season is not going to be near good enough to justify a lack of a tournament run right Unless like, unless Tennessee goes six and one or seven and zero down the stretch, you're not going to be like, well, that's re- this regular season was really fun, so you know we enjoyed the ride. You're going to you're going to need a conference tournament title, and I don't think that would do it either. If you would, well, if they you, did if, it last year. Well, yeah, but that was because that was the first one in forty years. Winning the conference title this year is not going to save people it, from it being would, really mad ease, if the team it loses would ease a lot. Maybe two more games in the regular season, and then gets bounced in the second round. That that will not do the trick this year. <sighs> No, that's why I think there's there's quite a bit of pressure on Barnes's. I mean, whether he feels it or not is a whole other. Yeah, that's story, what I'm he might not care, and his job is. I think his job is completely safe. But I'm saying, like the fan base. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm expecting us to lose first round. So if we would get to the second round, never, I'd be kind of impressed. Never has I had it with Cam and his negativity. It's overwhelming sometimes. Never has Barnes more needed a March run. Ooh, what if what if we lost like five of our last seven 
and then made a run to the Final Four. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Everybody'd be like, "Well, this is what we wanted. This is exactly I, what we hoped for." I take for. that trait. Hour one I'd of the books. It. We'll kick off hour two of headlines.